All right. After a long time off, we are back. It's been a week. Feels like way longer than that. Here with my co-host, Nikki Flo. What up, dude? What's up, my guy? Yeah, I, we missed you last week. Uh, excited to be back and talking to the people with some winners. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. A lot, a lot of stuff going on. Um, so we're back just in time for a very interesting week in college football. The next two weeks are going to be huge um, when going to the rankings and the, and the playoff picture here let's uh let's get right into it so i mean nothing's really changed at the top i mean that's that's kind of what we saw happening these next two weeks there could be a lot of change um so let's just start i mean let's start with oklahoma getting kicked the fuck out oh yeah let's talk yes sir yes sir and i think in general like the college football rankings like in the beginning it's super exciting you don't know where anyone's gonna uh, come out to start and now it's like it seems like everybody's kind of holding tight and now in these last two weeks three weeks we're going to really see it obviously play out as we go here but we called it the entire year with Oklahoma we were waiting them waiting for them to drop one of these games we, we never thought they were really for real um, I did have some hope for them with Caleb Williams I thought they were going to be a better team after the first rankings came out the committee pretty much said hey prove it and they dropped one, man. We, we knew it the whole time. They were never a real contender. Um, I would have liked to, to seen them play better with Caleb Williams. But, man, Oklahoma, we knew it the whole year. Yeah, going into Waco, losing to Baylor. Um, we talked about that game being one of the games. Like, obviously, Oklahoma had to win out. But that being one of the games where that it could all fall apart for them, and it did. Um, Baylor getting a huge win at home. I mean, pretty much jumping them. Is that the AP of the college football? Um, jumping them in the rankings. They're ahead of them two spots now. I mean, thank God. I'm tired of Oklahoma. Because yeah. if, if, if there was a scenario when they were in, like, they're not a good team. Yeah. That, yeah. that would have been – that would have been like Notre Dame getting in. Yeah, and they've gotten their shot at the, the college football playoff the whole time. The committee clearly didn't think highly of them when the playoff rankings first came out. They had their opportunity with – you know, Baylor and Oklahoma State on the schedule in Bedlam, and they just weren't able to do it. And now I'm curious to see for gambling purposes, how how much are they really going to care about the rest of the year? Because it's pretty much over for them with the teams that are in front of them. Um, but I'm, I'm glad they're out. I want to see new blood in. So that was my first initial reaction to them bumping all the way down to 13. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that as as you just said, the new blood is I think what everyone's looking for right now at the top. I wouldn't necessarily say there is new blood, but there's a ton of potential for there to be. Um, let's get right into it. I mean Notre Dame's up there. I don't think they really have a shot, so we might just skip over them here. Michigan State's at seven. Michigan's at six. I thought this was interesting because Michigan beating Michigan State. I know they're lost to Purdue, but Purdue has showed up against big teams all season long. Um, so I think the committee saying, hey, like, we think Michigan's a better team. We know you beat them. But, you know, Michigan State still has that edge because if Ohio State um, – if Michigan State wins and then Michigan beats Ohio State, Michigan State is in over Michigan, even though they're ranked ahead. Yeah. Yeah. and Because whole- they have that Big Ten championship berth. Excuse exactly. Me, I that part 
Exactly. Yeah. And um, I think you can group the three big 10 teams together. And when we talk about, you know, Michigan state, Michigan, Ohio state, we've, we've said it now a couple of weeks that this was all going to play itself out. We missed last week. So we missed the reaction to Michigan being over Michigan state, um, yeah. which is, which is weird because you think about how the rankings are right now and how they first came out. They clearly, they clearly value head to head wins. They have Oregon over Ohio state because of that head to head win. But then Michigan, uh, Michigan state gets bumped, even though they beat Michigan. And obviously it's a weird scenario. They lost to, uh, Purdue, but still, it's like in this case they looked at it and they said, "Okay, head-to-head wins matter, but your loss is worse than Michigan's loss to Michigan State." So it, it's kind of wacky a little bit in in just where they have other teams ranked in this. But I think they made the right call. I mean, I think Michigan's a, a better team with your eyes when you're watching it on TV. They're a tough team, but is Michigan State ever? like a real contender or one of the four best teams. I don't think so. So I think this makes sense. And those three big 10 teams, again, going to iron itself out and we're going to see who's going to come out there. I actually think the big 10 has a chance to get an at large bid somehow. Really? Okay. I, yeah, I think, I think the big 10 champ gets in, um, you know, Michigan state having to play Ohio state, Big Ohio State fan this week. I know it, it kills me to say it, but, like, for Michigan to have a shot, Michigan State needs to lose another one, and then Michigan obviously needs to win the game at the end of the year. That's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to iron itself out. You just look at who's at number five, and I just don't see a scenario where Cincinnati doesn't get fucked. Yeah, I, I think they're – I mean, they, they need massive craziness. Right. I mean, they, they need Oregon, Bama – uh, Ohio State, uh, and then and then you'll, you'll get a Big Ten champ in there, and then you need you know Oklahoma State to lose, you need Notre Dame to lose, you need Wake Forest to lose. I, I think they have them up there right now at five as kind of an appeasement. Look, you're the highest ranked you know group of five team ever in the college football playoff, but when it comes down to it, like let's say Ohio State takes care of business versus Michigan State, and Michigan beats Ohio State, Michigan's going to jump them. Uh, immediately like how are they how are they going to get into this four I I don't really see it unless like some craziness happens in the Big Ten championship and you know people have two losses but um, I I just I mean should they really be in like the the only thing that I think would cause some outrage is if you put a two loss team over them absolutely and the way it looks in the Big Ten like there's not going to be a two loss team there's not going to be a two loss team I'm assuming the Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State side of the bracket wins the Big Ten championship. That's the tricky thing. They're, what if they What if they go in? Uh, you know, if they play Iowa and they lose, you know, that, right. that's what they're rooting it for. Would, rooting it for would be Wisconsin. Madness. It would be Wisconsin right now, and Wisconsin's got it Wisconsin. rolling. Um, and I mean, if that happens, so all right, let's. I okay, I have a scenario for you. you I want to wait. All right, so let's let's do it. Ohio State. Excuse me, Ohio State, Michigan. Mm, fuck. See, okay, Michigan State. <laughs> We're already lost in it. Yes. We haven't even started. I know. <laughs> Michigan State beats Ohio State. Michigan loses to Ohio State. So Ohio State two loss. Michigan two loss. Michigan State one loss. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin beats Michigan State in the Big Ten championship. Two Holy loss. Shit. Michigan State. So you have a two loss. I mean, Wisconsin's got three, but you'd have a two loss. One of those. 
All three of those Big Ten teams right now have two losses. Cincinnati has to get in, right? <sighs> yeah, it, 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 it's it's huge for them in that scenario because they beat Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is never going to jump them in this scenario. Although Notre Dame has looked a lot better in my opinion in these last couple of weeks. And I don't say that lightly, you know how I feel about Notre Dame. Like I'm not going to give them a compliment unless (laughs) they really show me something. So I think that they've looked better. And I actually think that they're a better team right now than Cincinnati is, but Cincinnati has that head to head against them. It's, it's their only ranked opponents um, uh, right now in the top 25. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you'd have to put them in. Maybe the only way you wouldn't put them in, in that scenario is if Oklahoma state wins the big 12 with one loss. Yeah. Oh man. That would be insane. If Oklahoma state jumps them with, as a one loss, big 12. Yeah. That, that would be, there would be some outrage there. That would be, I didn't even think about that one. Absurd, because I mean, Oklahoma State has some good wins on their schedule, and let's see who they have coming up. Excuse me, holds, holds, play the music. Uh, yeah, they still have to. Yeah, they, they. I mean, they have to beat Texas Tech this weekend, and then they have to beat Oklahoma, and then they have to win in the uh, Big Twelve Championship. So I think that would give them a better resume. I mean, they beat Baylor, they beat Texas, and they would have a win against Oklahoma. And a Big 12 championship. Now, I'm not saying I think that that's going to happen, but if that were the other side of the scenario, I think I think maybe you put them in. I don't. Oh man, that's so tough. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, see, the my problem is right here is when you look at it. Notre Dame's ahead of Oklahoma State. Right. Right. So, so the committee has said they think Notre Dame's a better team than Oklahoma State. Does Notre Dame? But Cincinnati's got the head-to-head over them, so right? That's why that kind of that kind of kicks Notre Dame out, right? And yeah, if Notre Dame, if Notre Dame played in a freaking conference like they're supposed to, if they were in a, a Big Five conference, a Power Five conference, and they they won that conference, whatever it was, with one right. loss, they would be in. But because they're not in a conference, they kind of screw themselves that way. God, that is some scenario. That would that would. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see them bumping Cincinnati out if all that craziness happens. I think the committee has to hope and pray that that doesn't happen because then they're going to have to make a decision. Yeah, and I, right? I think the the public pressure in that scenario to put Cincinnati in is, I mean, they they say obviously you look at everything in a vacuum. You you don't want to let the outside affect what you're thinking. You want that people those people in the room to make a decision, but that outside pressure is going to be so tough. Then it's like, you know, why do you even have the college football playoff and rank all these teams that they never have a chance of getting in? So, right. um, And in my opinion, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, whatever. You know, you could put either of them in. I don't think either of them are, uh, like, legit contenders to win the title or or win a game. So, in the end, it doesn't really matter. So, why not put Cincy in? It it would be fun, uh, at least for those those New Year's Day games. Yeah, and I th- I think that would be the committee would be wiping their hands clean, saying, "Hey, you know what? You're undefeated. You stayed undefeated. This craziness happened. We have to give it to you, right? Because then if you start to look at who's actually a better team than Cincinnati, like let's think, Wisconsin, I like in my opinion, Wisconsin's a better football team than Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, Texas, they would be underdogs. Texas A and M. Texas A and M is a better football team than Cincinnati, and those are the 15th and 16th ranked teams. Oh, right. Yeah. I'd even go crazy enough to say like Iowa, Pittsburgh. Those teams are 
better than Cincinnati, but Cincinnati plays fucking nobody. I think they'd right? be underdogs to every team on this list except UTSA and then NC State. Like, I, I really do. San Diego State, maybe. Utah. Hey, just U- from the betting. From, just, just because those teams are, are – I mean, San Diego State's 9-1, but, like, a Utah is a 7-3. and three. Mississippi State 6-4. and four. So, I think you have to give them a nod. But I don't think it's uh, Cincinnati's minus 10 going into one of those games. Yeah, no chance. No yeah, chance. No question. Um, yeah, so that's – that's talking Cincinnati football. Um, Ohio State, we mentioned them, what they have to do in those different scenarios. Oregon's got to win out. They'll have no problem. And then Alabama, Georgia, I mean, Bama's got to win the SEC championship game. And if they do, Georgia's still safe. Those two spots are kind of locked up, I think. I think there's even a world, if a craziness happened, that a two-loss Bama team gets in over uh, undefeated Cincy just because they're Alabama. Yeah. Right, right. And I, I don't think they deserve the Bama treatment this year. Um, no, definitely to, to not. To be honest. So we'll see. I mean, uh, I think we, we said it a couple times, but the college football playoff ranking committee has never put a two-loss team in, even right. if they were deserving. So that would set a precedent, again, to be like group of five, you know, you're never getting in the playoff. There's no point of even playing these games. Uh, and, and so that's a tough precedent to set. So I think in that scenario, since he's obviously needs some other outside things to happen in, in other conferences, but um, yeah, Bama is going to work itself out. The big 10 is going to work itself out. I do want to talk about our demon Deacons, baby. Sneaking right up there, dude. I love it. I love it. We, we talked about it, how happy we are for just for that program to be ranked number 10 in the freaking country, especially with that miserable, miserable defense that they have. Um, they got a shot to win the conference. And if, if they keep winning and you want to talk about chaos, the Wake Forest, then you need <laughs> chaos, man. You need Oklahoma State to lose. You need Notre Dame to lose. You need the Big Ten to eat each other alive and lose to the other side of the bracket. You need Cincy to drop one. You need Oregon to lose. And then maybe, maybe, maybe Wake Forest gets in. That would Why be not hilarious. Us? That, I mean – if that's the team I'm gonna root, if I'm rooting for an underdog to get in the playoff, it's that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. That that would be absolutely insane with the Deeks. I mean, look, don't lose to North Carolina and and you're in. I mean, you're not you're not in, but there's more of a conversation. Yeah, there's yeah, I think they would they'd be up there. I would would have loved to see them be undefeated, but all in all, um, you know the the rankings aren't going to change too much. Uh, They'll change after this weekend a little bit, obviously pending, you know, some of these games and how they play out. Um, But I think, you know, the rest of the rankings look pretty good to me. Love to see UTSA meet me in there. Yeah. They're a, they're a tough team, man, in that conference USA. I love seeing those kind of new blood teams in there. I I did take UTEP against them uh, two weeks ago. That was a bloodbath. Awful bet. Biggest bad. game in program history in this shit down there. Like. <laughs> I know. I know. I was gassing it up, too. <laughs> uh, I was at the bar. I told everybody around me to take UTEP, and then it was like seven. It was like 10 nothing in the first two minutes. I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Hey, that's all right, though. We're, we're going to ride or die with the boys when they give you a tip like that, No, no matter what. When you, especially when you have the explanations we had as to why biggest game in program history, yep. these guys are riding high. Let's do it. It's like, why wouldn't you take that? Uh, right? Yeah, that's a and smart then, betters move, but that's no fun. Then loser immediately. Yeah. 
All right. Let, let's move on from that. You know what? They'll be back. UTEP will be back. There's a movie the about them. They have to be at some point. Texas Western, baby. That's it. <laughs> um, you got a hypothetical down here. I think we might have. I think we pretty much covered it, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I think we covered them. I don't even know if my brain can handle any more um, hypotheticals with the uh, college football rankings at the moment. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Let's see. Yeah, I think we're good. All right, let's let's get into this week. Um, we talked about it right before we came on here. A lot of big, big numbers um, to kind of decipher through. A lot of big, heavy favorites. Um, a couple of huge games that are going to shake up uh, kind of the look here. Not a lot, just one. Michigan State, Ohio State. Um, let's start with that one. Michigan State's going to go on the road. I believe they're 19-and-a-half-point underdogs. Yep. Um as I said earlier, I'm a huge, huge, huge Ohio State supporter this weekend. It keeps Michigan's playoff hopes alive. I think this game's going to look a lot like the Ohio State-Penn State game from a couple of weeks ago. Michigan's run the game is going to, you know, shorten down the game. But Ohio, I think Ohio State pulls out at the end. You know, we can get into it. I don't know if they cover that number potentially. What, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I don't think it helps Michigan State's on the road. At Ohio State, I think, you know, that place will be bumping um, for this game, knowing the stakes involved for o- Ohio State. Obviously got to be two tough opponents here coming up, and I think this is the start. You kind of saw it last week versus Purdue. Uh, obviously, Purdue coming off of, uh, off that big win versus Michigan State, and Purdue all of a sudden is the giant killer, right? They, they right. beat Iowa when they were two in the country. They beat Michigan State when they're uh, – when they're number, what were they, three? Number three, yeah. Three or four. And then Ohio State comes out and they take care of business. I think that they're pe- not peaking, but they're on the upswing at the right time. Uh, and I think that defense is going to kind of figure Michigan State out. They're not going to throw a lot of looks at you uh, to confuse that defense. And just Ohio State's offense looks so much better. I don't know who's going to guard those three receivers for Ohio State who are going to be playing on Sundays. I think. I think Ohio State shows up again, and I think they just strengthen their resume um, going into, you know, that Michigan game. I agree. I'm definitely more worried about Ohio State than I was earlier in the year. They're on a dangerous upswing, as you said. This offense has looked awesome. Um, They got out of Nebraska unscathed. I mean, just like Michigan, Nebraska plays these teams tough. Like, they're they're no team to really, you know – bow your head at um, Scott Frost. Scott Frost losing close games to really good teams got him a, a contract extension, which is fucking absurd. But I agree with you. Ohio State's starting to figure things out. I think there might be a, uh, a couple tips out on how to beat Michigan State with the way that Purdue played them. Um, you know, Michigan State rolled over uh, a porous team last week. You know, as you said, I think Ohio State's offense is going to score. But as I said earlier, I think this run game and Kenneth Walker, I think they're going to be able to shorten the game, slow it down, really grind it out, and put this Ohio State defense to the test. Who has given up points these past couple weeks? Oh, man, did I lose him? I think I lost him. We will be right back, folks.
I'm back. I All right, we're that. back. Yeah, a little technical difficulties. Um, I'm not sure why I lost this, so I'll kind of repeat myself here. No, I heard it. I heard it. Oh, you did I, hear it. Yeah, I heard it. I, I was uh, giving you an answer there. Uh, I, I do agree with you. I think Michigan State's going to have success moving the ball. I think they that'll be the game plan to shorten that game. But I think towards the end of it, I think Ohio State starts coming to form defensively, and it's just that offense is – is just a bomb waiting to go off. So that's kind of what I expect. I expect that they're going to get some explosive plays and and I think cover the big number. And also, Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker, hell of an extension for him. Oh, my God. You, you win one game, and I guess uh, you're there for the next 10 years, huh? Hey, look, when, when they showed a graphic during the Michigan State game last week and it said, uh, um, what was it? It was like 12 transfers that are all playing and contributing. There, and there was like six or seven of them from the SEC, a couple from the Big 12. I mean, you do stuff like that and, and look like an attractive place to come play, they're going to pay you because that's all these schools want. Make, make your school an attractive place for these guys to come play. Yeah, and that's the thing with the um, transfer portal now that they don't have to sit out a year before transferring. So if they're at – these talented kids are at these big schools and – they want to leave them uh, make an impact elsewhere. They can do that. Who's the um? There's a receiver for Ohio State right now, like their third receiver or second receiver, who transferred from Bama, sitting on the bench at Bama. And now he's making plays all over the place. Let me see. Garrett Wilson. Does that make sense? No. Nope. Oh, is it um? We sound like idiots. Jameson Williams. James yep. Williams. Yep. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, Alabama might as well be wide receiver you. Yeah. With the seriously. amount of guys with the, with the studs that they're pumping out of there. But yeah, I mean, look, you, you go transfer portal is the best and worst thing to happen to college football coaches, right? Because a kid can up and leave at any point, but you should, can also go in there and go grocery shopping for what you need. You need a couple linemen. Let's go find some corn fed, corn fed linemen that aren't <laughs> playing in the Big Ten that are going to dominate and steamroll the Pac-12 or, you know, the ACC. I mean, yeah. I like it. I'm, 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 I'm in favor for it. I love it. I love it. I think it makes those, those teams who are trying to get over the hump of being an elite program much better. I, I like it. And it Absolutely. also gives kids an opportunity to play. If they're not playing at those big schools, go down to a smaller school and make an impact somewhere. I've always, I've always been an, under the belief of if a coach can up and leave at any point, when he's recruited kids in, you know, not made promises, but like, you know, it's a classic, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to take care of your kid for four years. If he can up and leave without any consequence, the kids should be able to too, right? If they don't like their situation where they're at, I'm out. I'm going to try somewhere else. No hard feelings. See you later. Um, I love that. I love that. Yeah, right? All right, let's get to another one. This is like two worlds colliding for me, right? We love our Demon Deeks on this podcast. And I hate fucking Clemson. So we're going to combine them together. Wake's going into Death Valley. Four and a half point uh, uh, dogs. This is going to be awesome. Going to be fucking awesome. I love it. I love it. And it's uh, it's funny, man, because they're, they're just making Clemson a favorite in this game. But, like, what all year makes them – makes you think that they should be a favorite to anybody? And, uh, I mean – it's because I know the answer to it. I just asked the question. I know the answer. It's because of Wake Forest defense. But at the same time, you got a bad defense versus a pitiful offense in Clemson, and you got 
Clemson does have a good defense. They, I mean, I w- would almost say an elite defense versus an unreal offense. So I think it's, you know, strength on strength on both sides of the ball. And we got to go Demon Deeks, man. We have to. <laughs> got to go Demon Deeks. I mean, this Wake Forest offense is dynamic and has been all season. Um, you know, Clemson's defense is very good. I think the, the game you got to look at for them is week one, the number one team in the country, zero touchdowns. It was a pick six and a field goal, right? I think that was a long time ago, though. I think Wake Forest is going to move the ball up and down the field. Their heads are going to be spinning, and the Demon Deeks are going to come out big, big. I love it. I love and it. And we're going to be singing their uh, world-famous fight song that we all know and love um, that we'll, we'll sing it to you guys at a later date. But we're going to be singing that fight song <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Hey, and also Wake Forest, too. I mean, they've been able to put up points against decent defenses. I mean, Syracuse's defense earlier in the year is no slouch of a defense. Uh, they yep. put up 70 on Army. NC State, they have a pretty good defense. We're able to put up 45. So I think that they'll be able to score here um, regardless of Clemson's defense. And then on the other side, I just – the Clemson hasn't been able to move the ball all year. I don't see how this game's any different. Wake plus four and a half. Wake money line. Take it all the way. I also love the over on this one. Really? F- What's the number? 57 and a half. God. I that's... think that could be a potentially low number in this game. It's so it, – that's also hilarious because I'm like, ooh, that seems like a low number for Wake Forest. And I'm like, ooh, that seems high for Clemson. Right, <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> Give me like 49 and then we're like we're talking, like 52, something there. And we can figure that out. No, I'm taking 59. Um, I love that. Or excuse me, 57 and a half. I think Wake's going to put up points. I think Clemson's going to have no choice to put up points. We've talked about it that Wake Forest defense is not great. We just watched them give up 55 a couple weeks ago. So, I like the over in that one. Love it. Love it. Let's ride the Demon Deeks, baby. Demon Deeks. That's what I'm fucking talking about. All right. Let's um, let's see the next one here. Let's go Iowa State, Oklahoma. This is an absolutely huge week for Oklahoma here. They're going to have to come off a heartbreaking loss. What could be a season-ending loss. To your point, let's see what they do the rest of the season. What are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know. It's going to tell you a lot about um, – it's going to tell you a lot about Oklahoma and their motivation for the rest of the year. Are they going to pack it in? Or are they going to, you know, keep trying to fight and see if they can, you know, back their backdoor their way to a top four or even a New Year's Six Bowl? Um, Iowa State, on the other hand, they're dealing with kind of their own controversies right now. Matt Campbell had a weird quote, um, I think today or yesterday, where he pretty much. He, he pretty much was non-committal to to staying at Iowa State. He kind of threw his players under the bus, and so a little weird motivation spot there. I was surprised to see that from Matt Campbell. They asked him, you know, have has your team underperformed? And he gave a roundabout answer, you know, throwing people under the bus, and j- just a weird situation for them. So I'm curious also to see how Iowa State responds. But without that news, I would I would bet on Oklahoma folding here. Uh, and, and taking Iowa State, but because of that weird quote from Matt Campbell, I don't know how that's going to affect the locker room. So I'll probably stay away. I'm more curious to sit back and watch and see how Oklahoma responds. Absolutely, I think this would be a layup for Iowa State if that if those comments weren't made. We've seen that before with Illinois. That that coach kind of said a similar thing. Hey, it ain't me; it's on the players. 
basically these kids suck. And then they went out and won a couple of football games, right? So it's going to be interesting to see how both teams react, right? right? This is a redemption game in some sorts. This is a, hey, fuck you, coach, or a, we're actually not as bad as people think. Like, we're still a good football team. That one's going to be interesting to see. I do like Oklahoma in the spot. I submit to the fact of when a team loses a heartbreaking game, shut the locker room doors, let's go win, finish out the season strong, go win a, you know, a conference championship. I mean, yeah. who knows? We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. No. All right, let's uh, let's see. Let's see. SMU, Clemson. Uh, Clemson, Jesus. I got Clemson on the brain. SMU, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is at home. They are 10.5-point favorites. Um, I don't know what the over-under is. I don't think it matters. I'm probably staying away from it. But I think Cincinnati needs some big-time style points. Yeah, not, not a game I think we would usually talk about, but I think just since he being in the spot they're in, uh, it, it's worth you know taking a look at it. SMU has kind of fallen off a little bit. They were pretty good earlier in the year, and then um, – and then, you know, fell off. We were talking about it a couple of weeks ago in a look-ahead spot for Cincy. If SMU was able to uh, be ranked, then this would be a big win for them in their resume. I mean, they're still 8-2. Uh, I think that they're going to give them a fight. I just – with what Cincy has shown you these past couple of weeks, I don't know what makes you think that they can cover a big number. No, there's nothing. There's no reason why. I mean, we've been saying it for, for what? four, five weeks, six weeks, they need style points, style points, and that hasn't happened. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't happened. And, uh, you know, SMU's offense is going to come out and be explosive or try to be explosive. So I'll see how they can, you know, take advantage of what Cincy is going to give them sometimes on offense in regard to field position, not being able to move the ball. So if SMU can capitalize on that, they can make it a game and keep it close. But again, it's just how you rank, Cincy and how they're going to continue to respond. Are they, is this the week that they're finally going to put it together? It, it feels like it's coming at some point. I don't know when it's going to be. Probably stay away, but interested uh, again to see if Cincy can put up some style points for once. Yeah, that's a good point there. It's senior day. Senior oh, day senior Cincy? heavy team for Cincy, yeah. Oh, man. Does that change things? Does I it th- change it? That might change things for me. I think it does for me, too. Do you want? Do you want to be locking that one in? Do you want to do this? Let's Lock see. it in. Cincy ten and a half. Give it to me. Oh my god! All right, five to ten. Put it on the card, Cincy. All right. <laughs> I Great just looked five. that up. Yeah, that's a good find right there. Emotional senior day. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> your Give football team goes as your seniors do. Every everybody knows that. Everybody Every, knows that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pitt. Let's go to the Virginia at Pitt. Pitt played a weird, what was it, Wednesday night, Thursday night game last week. Um, this is going to be, I think, another air attack game. Virginia's passing offense has been good this year. They put up a ton of numbers. Pitt has kind of been a steady Eddie team all year. I think not a lot of teams, uh, teams, not a lot of people were talking about. I think this is going to be an interesting one. I, I like Pitt. I could see them winning this game. Yeah. Big-ish, big-ish. Yeah, I think um, – I mean, Virginia's defense, pitiful. They're pitiful against the pass. Terrible. Pitt has a really good pass and offense. Obviously, we've talked about it all year with Pickett. And I think Virginia also, they sling the rock too. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I see the 14, and it just feels 
it feels like it just feels like a lot for me. I'm not saying, you know, Virginia's uh, a threat to come in and win this game, but Armstrong comes back from injury, uh, their, their quarterback. So I think that they give him a little bit of boost on offense and I think they're, they're going to be able to hang. I think it's a back and forth game. So I'd either go over or Virginia with the points here. Yeah. I, I think those are the two plays here. Um, I actually like Pitt in this spot. I'm not sure about that number, as you said. But looking back on, on Virginia's past couple of games, 34, 48, 48, 49 in a loss to BYU, where BYU put up 66. And then Notre Dame kind of jumped all over them, 28 to 3 there. So it's going to be interesting to see what that offense does after basically being shut out the week before. Yeah, yeah. I th- I'm gonna be, I'm gonna end up being on Virginia here. I- I'm gonna go Virginia. I think Armstrong comes back. I think it's a back and forth game. Give me the fourteen. Do you know, do you know what that means? Uh oh. Oh, you don't have any lists. We're going head to head here, brother. Head I'm taking, to head. I'm taking Pitt. Let's I'm taking go. Pitt with the points. Let's go head to head. We haven't done this in a little while. I kind of miss it. I know. I do miss it. Let's go. Let's, Let's do go. it. I'm in head to head, lock it the fuck in. Um, let's see, let's see. Arkansas, Bama. Does the Bama fuck you tour continue? Yeah, I'm not stepping in front of the train anymore. Uh, I, I've done it with Georgia. I've done it with Bama. I I refuse to step in front of this train and put my money against either of these teams. So for me, it's going to be Bama or nothing. Uh, I mean, we've seen Arkansas kind of in, in this spot, being you know going up against a high-powered defense and just these these top-tier teams in the SEC, and they just don't really show up uh, offensively like you think that they would. So I think it's Bama or nothing. I'm, I'm going to stay away, but uh, a good SEC game to put on the card. It'll be a fun game to watch. That'll definitely be a fun game. I think Bama, you know, they got LSU's last punch there. You know, LSU was basically on in the 12th round of a heavyweight fight. They got nothing left. They threw one last haymaker, right. except the guy didn't fall. Bama wins the game. You know, that was just LSU saying, hey, fuck it. If we're going to go down like this, let's at least beat Bama. And they withhold. They won the game. They beat the shit out of New Mexico State next week, uh, the next week. So I think Bama rolls here. 21 makes me a little weary. Um, I love Alabama first half. So that's been profitable this season. Profitable every season. Yeah, I mean every season. Yeah, right. Obviously, um, <laughs> I don't know. We 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 waxed poetic about Arkansas earlier this year. I I don't think they still got it going. I mean, clearly there might be a little give up in that team going into Tuscaloosa. You know, I think Bama big. Yeah, and, and Bama just can't be caught sleeping. And this is the main thing um, because, no. as I it, said, they had their scare. Right. Right, and I think that w- – yeah, you're right. It woke them up a little bit because if they're sleeping again, I mean, then that means they're just not fo- – I mean, they they got to win out, and I hope that they're not, you know, looking looking forward to the Iron Bowl and the SEC Championship and just seeing the rankings and thinking that they're going to be up there no matter what before this game. But uh, I think you're right. I, th- I think Bama big probably. Yep, I'm with you. Bama, I'm, I'm all over Bama here. Um, Oregon going into Utah uh, – rematch of the Pac-12 championship from last year, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, You know, I don't know how interesting of a game this one's going to be. I think Oregon – great game. You think? Oh, I think think this is going to be 
a great game. Oregon's catching some points here. They're going into Utah, tough place to play, and it's a weird situation because they're going to play each other again next week or, or, yeah, next week or the week after in the Pac-12 championship. Obviously, Oregon's got a lot on the line here. They're underdogs in this game, which is just absurd, uh, being that they're in the college football playoff right now. I'm very interested to see which Oregon team shows up here. Uh, Utah, I mean, they're rivals. They play close all the time. Utah's a tough, gritty team, especially on defense. So I'm thinking this is going to be a lower-scoring game. Uh, And I just like the way Oregon's been looking lately. I think they'll be able to have some success on the ground in this game. But they go how Anthony Brown goes. So it's really going to be up to the quarterback play as well. Yeah, I that's a great point by you. We've talked about it. Anthony Brown has been this entire team. Um, I think a little bit to your point, I think it's going to come down to Oregon's defense, which team shows up. How does, how do they go into a tough environment in Utah and, and which team shows up? That's really it. Yeah. That's really it. I don't don't have much on this one. Yeah. This one's a good night game. Um, I'm excited to see it. I do have a, Oregon Ducks future involved from the preseason to win the national championship. So I will be rooting for them hard in this game. Obviously they got to win out to get in. So I'll be rooting for them hard here. I don't think I'm going to double up on the money, but man, I want to see my ducks win this game. I might be in on the money there. And they're, I mean, I I think if anything, if you're going to bet this game, like you got to take Oregon money line. Like that, they have everything to play for. Utah's playing spoiler. They're going to play each other again in the Pac-12 championship. I'm, I I think the motivation spot for both teams is really strong, but I think the motivation to get in the college football playoffs a little bit stronger than playing spoiler. Give me the Ducks going on the road, catching a win. That's a weird three-point underdogs. And they're the number three team in the fucking country. Yeah, and I th- I think these teams are relatively even matchup on, on paper. Um, and I think the reasoning you're seeing the Ducks getting three points is is that home home field environment for Utah. I think that place is going to be absolutely nuts having the number three team, your rival, come into town with an opportunity to play spoiler. That's why I think they're getting the three because of that home field. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Well, at least we got a good seven thirty game. I wish I was at like ten. Yeah. Right. right. The so there'd be no other Pac-12 games spot. on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I think they're doing? They're being like, "Well, if Oregon's going to get into the playoff, we should probably have some people watch them beforehand. So let's put them on a prime time spot. Right. So so people don't lose their shit when they're in. Right. That's the classic West Coast bias. No one has seen them play. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to Oklahoma State here, going to Texas Tech. I mean, I love the Red Raiders. I also love Oklahoma State. What does the mullet have for us this week? Talk to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is a weird one. It just genuinely, just like looking at the number, just feels like a lot of points in this game. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma State's offense, again, they – they don't feel like a team that's going to blow people out. I, to be honest with you, have not watched a, a lot of Texas Tech this year. But just knowing what I know about Oklahoma State, I just don't see them being able to cover a big number against a somewhat competent team. So I kind of just want to take the points here. 
Yeah, nine and a half. That's a very enticing number. Oh, it's down to nine and a half. Yeah. Might even tease that down a little more. No, I mean, this is Oklahoma State. What are they, number nine? Let me look. It's all fucking over the place. Yeah, Oklahoma State, number nine right now. We talked about it. Super, super outside, outside shot here. You know, they're probably preaching, hey, we still got a shot. Crazier things have happened. Need to win every game. You know, they're potentially a team looking for some style points, too. I don't know. I like Oklahoma State in this spot. I don't know if I'm touching it, though. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go. I'm think I'm gonna go with Texas Tech at home, catching the ten and a half. You know, I love just taking dogs uh, when I don't have a feel for the game, and I, I just think Texas Tech's defense. Uh, they're pretty good against the run. They're pretty good against yards per play. Top ten in the country in yards per play. Oklahoma State's not explosive to begin with. Give me, give me the ten and a half. All right. Hey, that's your pick there. I don't have, I don't have much on that one. Um, let's see. Are there any other here that we want to discuss? It's always something late. I think I'm good if you're good. Let me see. All right, yeah, I think I'm good. You want to you want to rattle off the picks here? Yes, sir. Let's so let's do it. Floor is all yours. Best. Oh, maybe we have to craft a little money line dog parlay after this. Oh, so, we have to. So, so let's uh, let's stay on here. But Wake Forest plus four and a half. Wake Forest money line plus one seventy. Uh, I like Ohio State minus nineteen. Uh, I do like West Virginia minus three versus Texas. Uh, I think Texas is. I think they're done. I think they, they called it in. Um, so I'm just going to take West Virginia in just a pure motivation game where I don't think Texas is going to show up. Um, I like the Arkansas-Bama over. Uh, I like the UCLA minus three versus USC. Uh, I like Oregon plus three. I like Virginia plus 14 and Texas Tech plus 10 and a half. I like it. I like it. We're, we're going head to head again here on uh, a couple things that I just saw. All right, I'm going Air Force plus one and a half. I'm going Michigan State plus 19 and a half. Going to keep it close um, going into Ohio State. We're head-to-head on that one. Demon Deeks plus four and a half. Fuck Clemson. Roll fucking Deeks. Wake and Clemson over 57 and a half for the game total. I like Oklahoma minus three and a half on a bounce-back game at home against Iowa State. West Virginia minus two and a half. Texas is fucking not back. They're not back. They'll never nope. be back. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a home dog here. Not a home dog, excuse me. I'm a homer. Michigan minus 14.5 against Maryland. Maryland's horrible. Michigan needs to win big. Pitt minus 14.5. We're head-to-head on that one as well. Cincy minus 10. Bama minus 21.5. And then the Bama first half beyond that as well. Um, I love Auburn minus 7.5 against South Carolina. And then I'm finishing off with the Oregon money line. Let's go. All right. So if we want to make – do you want to make a little money line parlay? Here? I think we have to. All right. Get, you know, you, everyone knows where I'm going with this. Wake Forest money line. Throw it in. Let's fucking go. Are we going to double dog – hold on. Double dog money line parlay. Uh-oh. What are you doing? Oregon money line. Let's do you like go. it? Let's do it. Let's go. I, That's gonna I love be a it. juicy one. Let me let me let me find 
that'll be get my calculator out. I I also think, um, you know, probably everybody else in the world is also going to be on this, but I really don't care. And if you want to hedge out of it, if Wake wins in the early game, you can hedge out a little bit with Oregon if you want. If you were to throw a hundred dollars on that, Jack, you'd win five hundred and forty-eight dollars. Gosh, I love that. Plus five forty-eight, folks. You heard it here first. Let's fucking do it. I love this. We gotta Let's... hit one of these. We haven't hit one of these yet. Nope. Nope, this is the this is the time. This baby. is the nice week. <laughs> Saying it once again. This is the week. And it just never comes. Hey, not this week. Don't talk like that. Come on, man. Let's go, baby. So let's see. What do we got? So all right, we'll type this in after. I think that's all we got this week. The college football season. It's getting fucking interesting. Gotta come here to take hear all the hot takes. Hear all the picks. I don't know. You might be fading our picks at this point. Don't give a shit. Just got to keep listening. Um, you know where to find us at BSGA Pod, at BSGA Coach, at Nikki Flow, 2YSUW. Same with the Action Network. Don't be afraid to take a look at the Action Network. We're always adding more. Always. Always adding more. I, I may or may not have about eight bets in tonight college basketball and NBA. So give me a follow. Talk about no feel for college basketball. I'm getting crushed. <laughs> Michigan breaks my fucking heart losing at Seton Hall at fucking home. Guess who was on Seton Hall? Fuck you. <laughs> Thought we were boys. Barely. Uh, barely. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up before we start fighting. Um, all right, man. Yep. Tune in next week. Good luck this weekend. All right. See you, bud.